When I say shut up, Chris, it means your damn keyboard too. We're live, Chris. We are live. Holy okay. I want to talk. <laughs> John, John Froten, John Froten. What do you mean you don't have a PS5 yet? Just all you need is just put a little bit of time in, just get online there. No excuses. None. Well, they, they, they cost they cost money too. Okay, well, okay, financially, we're not talking about that. <laughs> finding one that I've even seen them in the Walmarts then. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, first off, before Chris gets to his usual spiel, let us please know how the audio levels are. Um, I'm the guy in charge of the audio, and apparently I'm like deaf, so I'm doing my best over here. So let us know if I'm quiet, or Chris is quiet, or Chris is too loud, or if you want Chris just muted, because I get that too. Yeah, that goes both ways. I, 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 oh, whoa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, we're supposed to be professionals here. Anyways, guys, welcome to episode... I was going to say we're supposed to be professionals, and here I am going, uh... Episode 62! To the Virtual Boys Podcast, hey! live and in color. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, hit the like button, please. Hit the like button. I always we always forget to talk about that in the beginning. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. I'm sure you have if you're watching the show. You guys are the the best and the brightest and the <clears throat> most talented uh, of the subscribers that we have. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. See, this is why we mute you. But, uh, <laughs> And uh, guys, again, we don't uh, normally throw this out in the beginning. We should each and every episode. Thursday, it is live on YouTube, but it is up that night or the next day, depending on how quickly Ryan gets his button gear on all the major podcast um, outlets. So it is uh, it is audio format on all of those. So if you want to listen to us on your way to work or while you work, I listen to podcasts while I work. So... I would listen to us if I didn't have to listen to Ryan. <laughs> I have to listen to us because I have to quality control us. So I do that too. Guys, we got a little bit of a smorgasbord of an episode uh, today. We want to cover a bunch of topics. We don't normally do the whole in the news, but there's just a lot of topics that we want to talk about. And so, but they're not really full episodes. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bundle them up and we're going to, we're going to shoot them all out. At you. So feel free to comment. We love comments. We read comments. We may not comment on every comment, but we love comments and uh, we do read them and we do uh, try to integrate that into our chat. So, and I'm not saying like, like just throw it out there, but if you do have something that we do want a topic for us to cover on maybe this episode or even a future episode, throw it in chat. We are paying attention to chat. And if this episode does run like short, we only have a few topics that we want to cover. So if there's some time at the end and you've brought up like, man, I would love for you to talk about like, you know, um, Massmaker coming to Quest 2 and December 15th. I would happily talk about Massmaker coming to Quest 2 December 15th. You know, that kind what? of stuff. So Really? Oh, yeah, right? That's news to me. They just they Vertigo Games is publishing it. Yeah, Mass Maker, a game me and you both really really liked. A game um you I want or I guess we have cloned or coined as clone like in the the genre of clone likes is coming to the Quest too, and that's a to me that's a pretty big deal. Um, uh, uh, Mass Maker was one of my favorite games of last year for the PSVR and PC VR headsets. So I'm pretty stoked. Quest two guys are getting it. I see VR Demon talking about TF2 talk. What is TF2? Am I just like missing something here? I mean, TF has to be Team Fortress, right? That's the only TF I know as far as gaming. Did Team Fortress 2 get announced for VR? I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe, maybe we need VR Demon as our news guy. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. <laughs> uh, we need help. Uh, oh, well, okay. First things first. Uh, I saw someone talking in there about uh, Among Us VR. Ryan played 
Among Us VR. He has also reviewed it, so make sure you check out his review. And uh, Ryan, I don't know, you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than I expected to. Um, as I've said many, 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 many times, I'm not the most social guy when it comes to VR games or games in general. Um, so with Among Us being a social game with up to 10 people, you know, I mean, the, the premise is simple. It's it's t- up to 10 people um, in a ship. Um, one or two people are the imposters who are basically out to kill people. And everyone else is a, as the crew who has to do complete tasks and try to figure out who the imposters are. If they vote out the, uh, the imposters, they win. If the imposters kill enough people or sabotage the ship and the crew doesn't fix it in time, they win. So it's all based entirely upon being social. And I haven't had a chance to dive in today, which is I'm actually really curious about because I played pre-release. So I played with other content creators, um, even the developer, the developer team. So I played with adults, basically. Um, so it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience as everyone took the game relatively seriously considering it is you know a, a, a relatively silly game um and this will segue into our first topic but that being said i was pleasantly surprised by how much i enjoyed the game um trying to figure out who these murderers were um people just lying to each other it just it brought me right back to werewolves within and if you haven't played that um you should i think the servers i don't know if the servers are still up for that actually they might be down um regardless werewolves within was a really cool game where you had to basically, you, you all sat around a campfire, your virtual avatars, you just sat there, and you had to basically figure out who was a werewolf amongst, I think, the six of you. So it's very similar in regards to like lying and and deceiving each other and pretending to be something you're not and trying to figure out who it is. And man, when the imposters, you get guys who are good at being imposters, who know how to lie, who know how to, who know how to sabotage properly, it gets absolutely crazy and it's super fun. I would love to have a game of like 10 people that I no online just just to, so I know there's no like shenanigans and tomfoolery but um you know it's not perfect you know there's you know it's it's only one map so it's the same map over and over and over again really um, i didn't know that i haven't played it right at all yeah well that's how the that's how the base game was for the longest time and then the um, inner sloth had announced among us 2 and then they scrapped among us 2 and basically put all the stuff they were working on among us 2 into among us 1 so now i think among us 1 has three maps they introduced character classes for all the crewmates now you can be an engineer or something else um i haven't played the, the flat game since they they put that stuff in there so i can't say exactly have um, they talked at all about bringing that over because i know you said in your review that this is very much like kind of the base game the best I got from developers is that um, they have uh, they can't talk about DLC other than the first DLC pack that is happening, but they are it sounds like they are working on stuff. So I don't know what that means if as far as if it's just more cosmetics or if they are planning on bringing more of the flat to VR. Honestly, assuming this is a success, which I, I have, success is going to be. It, I be I, I can't see them not uh, um, bringing the flat content over and make basically making the the VR version a VR version of, um, of, of, of Among Us, like fully and completely. But as of right now, it does feel like it, it does feel like it's dipping its toe in the water in regards to, um, what's available now on flat versus VR. But that being said, they pretty much nailed exactly what Among Us was all about in regards to the original release. And it's fantastic fun it really is a really good time it's like what nine dollars us i think is the price so it's pretty pretty cheap it's only online if you're a single player gamer do not buy this game you have to play online but even as a guy who doesn't you know who doesn't play online a ton unless i have to for a review i'm i can't wait to jump back in and actually play with um all you regular folk 
being a dick. I don't know. I see Dark Angel and Justin talking about um, playing Among Us like seriously or just having fun with it, and I feel like that that's it's like the Star Trek bridge crew conversation, and I feel like you just I I feel like in between the two of them, you need to find a group that wants to play it the way you want to play it. Because I get what Justin's saying, and I'm probably leaning more towards Justin. Like, I'm like, okay, people, we're here to play the game. Let's play it properly. Stop <laughs> moving around. Like, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, this is why I don't play social games. Like, I remember jumping into Werewolves Within. I, I enjoyed it in the beginning, but I remember jumping in, like, later in its lifespan. Like, still on PSVR, but it was, like, probably six months, a year or so later. And the people that were playing it were Friday, Saturday night people, and they were all fucked right? Like, they were totally wasted on their drug of choice. And very different experiences. Like, you lie! You're lying! You cunt! <laughs> like, you know? Like, it was just, it was vile. It was very adult. And I don't know if Werewolves Within, especially around that time of VR, like PS, like the early days of PSVR, it didn't have the kids' base. And no, we're, we're kind of segueing into this is that like, this is the conversation that I see coming. I've seen it in comments all over videos on YouTube. And I've even seen it making it into people's reviews, including yours about, about kids. Right. And that's, that kind of comes down to, again, what I was saying is like among us, it's like, I feel like if you're, if you're with the group, especially if they're all friends in your private party and you guys are really just social is above gaming priority wise, then you're going to have fun doing that. And like, it's funny because I know that Justin and Dark Angel are, you know, playing the same social circles of VR. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But, you know, I feel like this is the problem that people are going to run into with VR is it's like, how do you gatekeep age groups? Now, like Meta came out and has like put an age limit on VR, which it's like, it's, trying it's to- so awesome on paper. It's so awesome on paper that I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, like hearkening back to, say, to the original days of PSVR, like when I ever play every, every game I played online on PSVR was just adults. And it was so refreshing coming from flat gaming, Call of Duty, that kind of thing. And like, I like, that's a fond memory of mine is like when PSVR, like it was like, it was like we happy few adults who like bought into this crazy expensive little experiment in vr were just like so happy to be in this little like virtual world and it was just like everyone was like this, the same fucking age group even and i i, I actually miss those days because you, know, you pick the wrong game and all you hear is like you're just like man like dude mute there is there is i did a video uh years ago now it's funny, funny enough, it's like actually probably one of my best performing videos. And it was just like a, collabor- a collaboration, uh, uh, a combination of a bunch of like fails in VR and, and just, and people, it was called Freakouts and Fails. I did two volumes of it. And I believe it was the first volume. And there's a clip of Star Trek Bridge Crew that I found of a bunch of guys like in the very beginning stages. I don't know if you remember it, Ryan, you're sitting, they're sitting around like uh, in like, it looks like a conference room table and the ship's kind of floating in and it's where you like set up the game. And there's like a table of like three guys and a kid and a kid jumps into the lobby and he's like, Hey guys, he's like, I'm going to be the captain. (laughs) It's all of a sudden you see, Nope. 
bloop, beep. Guy's like, uh-uh-uh. It's like nobody left in the lobby. It's just this kid sitting there. And it's like, I feel like that's the response, right? Um, it'll be interesting. I feel like the the influx of kids into VR. First of all, I feel like trying to put an age limit on VR is like trying to age cap kids watching porn on a computer or the phone. It ultimately is completely pointless. Kids are going to be, especially if kids are on their parents' devices, like that's, you know, if they're logged in under yeah. their adults, it just doesn't matter. And it's, so it's the same thing with like the whole porn thing. Ultimately it comes down to parents parenting their kids. And I really don't think a lot of parents are going to be like, Oh, I don't want my kid playing this game. You know, I could see parents getting involved in a more violent game, possibly like that's where, that's where the parental side of a lot of parents would kick in and be like, Ooh, I got to protect my kid. But when they see something like rec room or among us, I very unlikely that parents are going to necessarily step in and say, tell their kid, Oh, you know, you shouldn't be playing that kid playing that game. You know, this is an example of too little, too late. Honestly, I think if Quest would have came out of the gate or Meta or Facebook, whatever the hell they're called, um, would have came out of the gate saying, "Look, this is a 13 plus device," and not just like as a little warning when you turn your headset on, but a full on like when you, you you're when we link it to your Facebook account, you have to be a like 13 and over year old, or this headset will not work. It'd be a different story. But the fact they've eye done tracking. this eye tracking, it's like sorry, we can tell. By the eye tracking, your balls have not dropped. Right. Um, but Fail. the fact but the fact they're only dropping this now, what, two and a half, three years after the Quest One releases, it just it's honestly it just feels like they're covering their ass more than anything else. It really does feel like a cover your ass move. So if some kid gets molested in VR chat, they can be like, Whoa, well, I mean, we 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 banned their account. They shouldn't be they're on their parents' account. That's that's not Meta's fault because I I, I, I love the idea of of honestly not having kids in VR. I put my kid in VR. I put my kid in VR since she was like five. And that's me letting her that's me letting her in VR for like five or ten minutes at a time to play one thing and then, you know, all right, that's enough for you, move on. Because, you know, there's the whole argument of like, you know, it's bad for their brains, it wrecks their eyes, and VR is too new to really kind of like like say yeah or nay whether that does anything. I personally don't think it does a lot. That being said, I wouldn't let my kid play VR for like ten hours straight. I mean, anyways, um, but the idea of now, like for the last three years, if a parents bought their eight year old, this headset or 10 year old, this headset, and now all of a sudden their headsets bricked because Meta decides all of a sudden to actually make their policy like, like that enforceable. Like, I'd be like, okay, well I'd be suing Meta. I'd be like, give me a full refund then. Like you can't just like brick my headset. Because I bought it for my child, and then just I'm okay with that. So it's it's just messy. It's not going to change anything, unfortunately. All the kids who are playing in Rec Room will still play in Rec Room. All the kids that are going to annoy me in Among Us after I get off this podcast tonight are still going to annoy me in, in Among Us tonight. But I still like the idea of just making it a little more challenging because kids suck. And the fact that Among Us 2 or Among Us in VR co- actually costs money is also a pretty good, like, fuck you, kids. Fuck you, because you don't get to play this because it's not free. You'll Eat get shit. it for free. It'll keep some kids out. Some. And it'll, be, and it'll be interesting to see what the what the fallout is. Like I said, I think you're going to have two camps. You're going to have the kids, and you're going to have the adults that want to fuck around with their adult friends. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying that that means they're just going to like screw around and not play the game, but there's definitely going to be those 
that divide. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how private lobbies or just somehow just lobbies, just like maybe like, I didn't, I don't remember if you addressed this in your review. Maybe you couldn't because of like the way that you played it and reviewed it. Uh, Salvador, you're a gem. Uh, we love you, Salvador. Um, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there with Salvador's love, love post. Um, what was I going to say there? It's gone. <laughs> totally gone. Damn it. it Way to go, Salvador. It was, it was, it was, it was important too. It was, it was, it had Why don't you, of... you can go back on the PVR on the YouTube while I talk if you're like dying to like, no. say your point. Nope. It's gone. Doesn't matter. All right, good. The point being that I mean, you're basically talking about like that, that like the kids and like money being a factor in regards to stopping kids from being in VR. Um, I do think it's a, I, I think it's a good line. I think unlike you know, like PSVR has the same thing. I think PSVR was 11 and under. I can't remember the age. Every headset was different as far as their age thing, but I like the fact this is being enforced. Um, just because I don't think kids belong in vr just yet and we're talking about kids 12 you know 12 and under i mean no offense but like 13 like i understand the need for like you know like um for games to sell you kind of want to get as much of the market as possible and you know kids are playing video games i i get that but i think for vr i just think there's i think kids leave a a bigger stain on vr than um then it's good, especially when you factor in the fact that it's still Wild West in regards to, once again, VR chat, where that article came out like what, a year ago now, where it was like, I pretend to be like a 13-year-old girl and like everyone was trying to molest me and this is like VR chat and it's like crazy, rapey, awful, god-awful, like bullshit. And I don't buy that for one second. I mean, I think you're baiting. You, you can, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying you're, you're, you're making your own fucking news at that point. Um so it's just easier, honestly, I guess, to just not have that be an issue for now, I guess. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of ranting. It sounds like you got your point back. So I'll let you take over your point. No? Yeah. Well, I mean, Brandon McLean is you have to hit the mute button. And I was, and while you were talking there, Ryan, I was just thinking about the fact that the problem is that works in games, like, say, for just for example, a game that has a lot of age variants in it, Call of Duty in flat, right? You yeah. just got a, you've got a lot of kids and a lot of adults, and you don't have to talk. You don't have to listen to somebody. It doesn't matter. And in games like that, where it's just like you just don't want to hear people shit talking, fine. Mute is great, but it, the problem is when it comes to games like Among Us, where communication is the game. That's where it becomes more of an issue. You can't just mute someone. Um, especially, I mean, you may, you can mute them, I guess for a while, but eventually you have to deal with them. And, uh, my point to my question to you was in among us, can you search lobbies? Can you choose what to join or do you just quick join or, or, or do you just have a, like a, fr- a room number and you join that? I did mention this in the review, Chris, thanks to your wonderful notes. Um, you can quick join, obviously. Um, you can host a match, so then you become, obviously, just the guy waiting for people to come, which is kind of the same as quick join, only now you're the host. Or you can actually do a private join, I, I can't remember what it's called, where you're given a room code and can give that room code to friends. Because so, my point was is that I see a way around this a little bit would be either either giving people the option uh, like a, a button to click that puts a tag in there or people can like put right in there like their room name or whatever and then just adult 
not that, saying no. that's that night not necessarily you know stop like there's there's like you know shitty kids that are gonna be like i'm gonna jump in there and irritate them no and, I'll, and I'll be the whiny man here i'm in regards to the comment of just mute them that's fine i can just mute them but the problem is if you're hopping from game to game or there's constant squeakers moving in and out of games it just becomes annoying to mute them especially in a game like among us where like as much as annoying as they may be, they may have the information that you need to vote out the imposter or they may be the imposter. So when you're muting them, you're actually, it, it hurts the game. So in some games, sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. But in games like Among Us, it actually would affect the game negatively because, I mean, as dumb as those kids are, they actually do take Among Us seriously. I've played the flat game where kids are, they're, they're better at me, they're better at the game than I am. But, um, so it's it's just like, and I shouldn't, in an ideal world, I shouldn't have to sit there and just go through my lobbies and just mute half the players because they annoy me. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just. Here's my, th- here's my thing. Thank you. I was going to say, yeah, because you were spinning your wheels there. <laughs> um, I feel like the kid issue in VR became way more of an issue. Like as, as guys who got started on a PSVR and had years on the PSVR before, you jump PC and then later I jump PC and then obviously with quest and the quest is, I think what brought all the kids in because the quest was cheap and yeah. a lot of, and it was standalone. So it was just like here, they, your parents bought you a quest and you could go plus the quest is portable. So kids could fuck off and go play where their parents weren't supervising them. So you're, you have even more, more uh, issues with kids just being little shits because they can go be on their own and get away from parental supervision, right? I think it'll be interesting with the PSVR 2. You're you're back we're back into a similar zone where I'm not saying that like tons of kids don't have consoles, but you know, it's different between having that console and then now you got to get the headset cost. I mean, this is what we talked about in the last episode about the cost, the barrier to entry. Um there will be a lot less kids and then so what you're left with is the age group that like I guess just we like to play with, which is kind of that like late twenties and older group. It's like the more adult group. Uh the the group that like is like, shit, I gotta go to work, guys. I gotta get off, or my kids are coming home. <laughs> you know, that group. And it's funny because I I was used to that. I was used to kids being in games. I was used to, like, you know, like I said, pre-VR, I played Battlefield. I played Call of Duty. I played online games. And I just got used to kids being, honestly, it comes, like, like I, I'm going back to 2016. Like, coming back to that little slice of heaven that was PSVR's launch, and there was just no kids on there. It's like, it's like I tasted, like, like the nectar of the gods. I know what that tastes like, and I want that back, Chris. I want it back. And I think, and I think that that is definitely what we're going to get at launch again. I'm not, I mean, the PSVR was the early adopter crowd, and your early adopter crowd is not, not usually kids trying to get their parents to give them six hundred dollars to buy something. It's, it's, it's got people with jobs and like, and 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 dispensable income or really fucked up priorities like us. <laughs> um, you know, it's like food. We don't need food. I need to get that PSVR 2. I'm just saying, I feel like the PSVR 2 might balance that out a little bit, but we're also living in a world with cross-platform. I, my, Where I have more of a problem with the kids in gaming, not just VR, is, is that unique type of game. I'll give an example, like Firewall Zero Hour. 
for uh, as a VR reference. And some days I'd even, you know, in pop one to a certain degree as well, where you can, you can mute people and you can just not talk, but it really hurts the playing experience. Like, like, you know, like firewall zero hour. It's like, yeah, you, you can jump in a game and mute everyone and don't talk, but you suck. Like you suck, (laughs) you suck to play with because especially in a team game, if you're not a group talking, you're going to get your ass kicked. Like it's, that's not how the game's played. And this is where it becomes a bit of a problem. Cause it's like, you, you don't want to foster that environment of just, Oh, mute, mute them, mute them all. Uh, yeah. And that's what, that's what happens with kids in VR. I mean, we're getting away a little bit from like, whether we think Meta's Meta's plan to ban kids in VR. Cause where it all comes full circle is people complaining about say games that were really focused on kids. And among us, arguably, might fit in that category really it is i think very kid focused i don't really care about the game i have no interest in it i hate people i don't play social not usually unless the gameplay is incredibly like unless team play is really part of the gameplay experience it's the the rec rooms and to a lesser extent but a similar vr chat it especially rec room especially rec room like i feel like that goes right at rec room like, I mean, they're, I, the, they're the ones that kind of broke this whole news story. They're basically saying, yeah, Meta's forcing us to, like, change age restrictions on our, in our game. And that's kind of what broke this whole thing. Um, and, like, you know, it's – I don't play Rec Room unless I have to because, it, like, just – if you want to go into Rec Room and just cruise Rec Room, God, what a recipe for – like, it's an absolute nightmare because it is literally just all kids. And, one, it's a free app. So that's going to invite kids regardless. And two, it's also, you know, it has all those it, tons of games and everything else. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's a social VR our game or game that I avoid because of children. Anyways, we're moving on. I don't want kids in VR. Right. I don't want to talk I about agree. Among Us anymore. Screw that. Screw about, kids. I want, talk, I want to talk about more VR. They can't afford. <laughs> uh, so, if for those of you who haven't been paying attention, and it kind of came out of nowhere, uh, Pimax. For those of you who are not super um, in the know of the VR industry, like Pimax has like been responsible for like the super ultra wide headsets, the ones that like looked like you were like a hammerhead shark when they're you like VR's like really ugly like stepchild who's like really actually kind of good at shit, but like I don't know, they're kind of like. Like you, you know, we make fun of HTC in regards to just how they keep like releasing products that no one gives a fuck about. Pimax releases products people care about. People just question whether Pimax actually deliver on said products. Not just that, Pimax is also up there with like with uh, with Varo, where it's kind of like we know what you make is cool. We just can't afford to pay attention too much <laughs> because you make things that we want and we can't have without getting divorced or skipping mortgage payments for this product is crazy this portal product is fucking crazy so i'll tell you what it is like you don't know but i don't know how much you do know but i'm going to tell everybody if i can even wrap my head around this because it's like it's 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 fucking crazy so it's it's like too good to be true i don't know is our little video playing there it our video is playing of course it is chris okay so it's basically everything <laughs> in one and Every, literally everything in one really like it is Pi, pimax is like for as like as far as i know was a vr company 
And all of a sudden, they've come out of nowhere. And this is super ambitious. And it's it's essentially a switch. I've heard people talk about it being kind well, of no, it's like, a, it's a Steam Deck more than a Switch. Kinda, but it's it got plays more, Steam. It's it plays Steam games. It can play Steam games. Oh my but, god! Okay, continue. Okay, but here's the question: because they're they've been vague about about what uh the all the guts are on it, right? Like they know that it's you know they're they're saying that it's pretty much the same chipset that the uh, Quest Pro has. Quest, yeah. But it but it's very confusing. Like it, it was an hour long presentation about what this thing was and essentially what it is. It looks like a switch. It even has the controllers that come off on the side. So it's a standalone, uh, like uh, screen display gameplay device. That I would imagine, yes, is probably going to be, like you said, playing at least some Steam games. But it's not, it's not as, I don't think it's as powerful as a Steam Deck. I mean, we don't know that yet. But the idea is, is that it can play games portably. And that's what you're buying. That's what it's like. It's called a portal. And that's what you're buying. It's a 5.5 inch screen with the two controllers. And I think it's an OLED screen yes but it's yep. but it's well it's a QLED and it's got yeah, like an was, led lit screen in behind i don't know it's, i'm not super enough tech enough with the displays to know that they found a way to make it cheaper than just a straight up uh oled screen uh but regardless it's like was it like it's like they're it's going into kickstarter here soon and it, they've got a bunch of different prices but it's around the 250 us uh point and then it's going to come out for when it actually releases it not a ridiculous like uh price point it's like it's 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 hard to just spit out a price because there's so many versions that they're talking about coming yeah. out but again essentially you're buying this basics like it looks like a switch right and then in addition to that you can then buy the accessories now the accessory that we all are going to care about is there's a name for it but it's a sleeve it it, it 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 almost looks like it's like people have referred to it being like a gear vr which i think is kind of unfair because the device itself like the the portal the the actual like yeah it's more like, it's more like a switch vr yeah it, but it has cameras <laughs> it has it has all the cameras on it so yeah. without accessories it does augmented reality stuff okay and then then you can slide it into the vr headset sleeve that looks like it's also got uh, a battery pack in the back, which is nice. So it looks like it's kind of got, trying to get the weight distribution there. I'm not sure if there's additional processing in the back there, but you slide that in. Then the two, like, let's call it the switch controls, the, the nunchucks, they slide off the side and then they slide into like hooped controllers that look like switch con- or look like uh, quest controllers, basically. And then it becomes a standalone VR headset. And it's got like a 4K display, 144 hertz possible refresh rate. Like I'm like, what really? And and it's like it just seems like too good. To, and the price point on this thing again is like three hundred dollars. It's now <laughs> I think that's just for the core device. Now yeah, it's like in addition to the VR sleeve, which is what we all care about. The accessories just keep on coming because there's like an upgraded. Uh, Oh, there's a term they had for it again. I'm just there's so many things flying around here. There's like an additional, um, it's like a larger display that you can click the, the smaller display and it gives you like an eight inch display. So it's a larger screened uh, handheld gaming device. Now this is just for flat gaming, right? 
So I have I have the price point here for you. Um, hopefully the audio is coming through. I see the video is a bit glitchy, but um, the price point here. So the one twenty eight gig model is three hundred bucks. The two fifty six gig model is three is four hundred dollars. The QLED model is five forty nine, and then if you want the VR on top of that price, it's four forty nine for the base VR headset or five ninety nine for the QLED VR headset. So there's like so many fucking options for this thing. It's ridiculous, um, but. I'll be damned if this isn't piquing the interest like crazy because like it's it's kind of like what we've always wanted from not always wanted but it's 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 a promise on like so many different things in regards to what this can actually do like it's it's a switch with VR compatibility or a Steam Deck with VR compatibility have you ever, uh, play that so it's if you want to get get it early now just for the portability of it you can with options for VR down the road like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, Chris. I mean, and then addition, in addition to that, like, again, the accessories, it's like the accessory king. You can, it's got, let's see as I can remember. So it's got a dock that you can get so that it uh, will go to your TV, just like the Switch dock. It also has a Wi-Fi, like, transmitter. So you can have a, um, like, an, a completely independent uh, Wi-Fi like link to like transmit it to another device. And then in addition, they've got a little PC for PC gaming, basically that again, have you seen that? Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, and the, and the little PC, it's like, it's got like a terabyte hard drive. And I was, let's see here. Um, an AMD 60, uh, 6800U processor, 32 gigs of Ram, a one terabyte SSD, and it's designed so that you can stream content uh, straight off, say, hard drive instead of just like cloud gaming or something like that. Um, it also has Wi-Fi 6. It's, I don't know. It seems amazing. Oh, it's, it seems too good to be true. Is I mean, that's... I mean it, <laughs> the price point seems too good to be true. Like, right. I would have expected it to be at least a grand. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, when you factor in the VR headset, I mean, like I said, with the prices I gave you, I mean, American prices, if you want to get the premium the premium um, portal with the premium headset, it's um, $1,150 American. Yeah. If you want to go for the base shit, you want the absolute bare minimum, I guess, we're looking at $750 American. So here's the cool thing. I, I I like the idea. I really like the idea of it's like this base entry. Like you wanna you want a cheap alternative to say a Steam Deck or or at least an alternative to the Switch. I mean, again, we don't really know how it's gonna play and what it's gonna play. They're not they're just not going there yet. But it sounds like it's gonna be say somewhere in between at least uh, the Steam Deck and a Switch. So it's like you want that good portable gaming. Here's an option for you. Hopefully it's like hopefully it's like running on Android, so it's a little more open source. It's running on a Snapdragon processor, the XR2. Um, I like the idea that you can just keep buying toys. The you know depending on how you want to do it, it's like if you want to attach your TV here, buy a toy. You want to play VR, here's a toy. I mean, it could be a little a good gateway drug if they get people in on the handheld and like you want to play VR, does VR? Like, mm-hmm. but then it's like okay, but what kind of like, but then what does that look like? Again, it's the thing you and I always talk about. Okay, you want to you want to play in the standalone VR market? Okay, great. What does your what does your store look like? 
what games yeah. do you have access to you know and it's like can you are you a standalone headset or are you really just gonna be a headset that connects to a pc your pc does it do steam probably you know what I mean? Like it. It. My concern is that as cool as it sounds, I'm concerned that they're getting into a jack of all trade, master of none, and I, hopefully, because it. You know, if it's if it's only mediocre at everything, then it's just kind of a. It's just kind of like someone said there. It's almost like just. It's just a proof of concept. Almost. I don't. I just Pimax, in my world, has never been a company that I could see pulling this off. It's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a. This is something it, I would expect like, from Valve. Yeah, no, and I I totally agree with that. I mean, like I said, Pimax for me has always been like not only unattainable in regards to price and whatnot, but also like undesirable because what they promise, you know, the Pimax, whatever the heck the headset's called, like it looks ridiculous. You know, it had promises what 100 and I think it's 160 or 210. It's some ridiculous field of view. It's an insane field of view. The um, Pimax, but the headset, yeah. yeah, but the headset looks like mental it looks so stupid that like i would actually like as a guy who doesn't care i would actually worry about what i look like in front of people while i showed them the headset like it's you not look like, you look like the bad guy from silent hill um yeah right pyramid head. Pier- pyramid head your pimax head <laughs> <laughs> you know but even that's not, i mean you, you got to read the fine print though because even the pimax i've never tried one but it has Nearby. this crazy wide uh wide field of view but it also but it loses height it like you know when they talk when you talk about like um resolution per eye and all those all the ratios that they get for that you know it it doesn't have the vertical field of view and depending on like what game it was some people said it felt like like uh, it could feel almost a little stretched on the sides and you needed a beefy ass pc i mean you have to think about that when you can see, when your display is this much Mm-hmm. you know you can't just run that on your on yeah your you're rendering enemy. you're rendering when you're hitting double what everyone else is rendering yeah for sure that makes perfect sense so you know it i i've said this before personally where i want to see vr grow the most is field of view i feel i think like, you, you say porn so I, you're right totally that's a given um <laughs> well this would work for that too i'm just saying that for me being the vr enthusiast and being sometimes a little bit jaded with vr I feel like the big jump for me would be getting to the point where I can't see any, like I'm not getting any like goggle yeah, effect. hundred percent. And I've never experienced that. I'm always, I'm always kind of aware I'm in VR always a little bit as immersive as the game is. And so it's why it's the thing I'm always looking at headsets for it's, you know, I'm excited that the PSVR two is, you know, pushing that up a little bit above where the quest is and where the PSVR one was, but I, I, I kind of wish it was more around the 140. But it is what it is. There's probably again, it's a it's probably a balancing act between the how much do you want to render? Oh, for sure. Hundred percent. I'm like I said, it, it, this is you know this isn't out now. This is like I said, it's going into Kickstarter, and we'll see where this actually plays out because I know Pimax is had a dubious relationship in regards to what they've delivered upon. And I mean, I know Pimax has their, well, I know that they have their fans. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying the product doesn't deliver. I'm just saying like how they delivered it. Um, as far as the delays on products and everything else and, and everything else, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they don't have the best reputation, not the worst reputation by any stretch, but I think, I think many people like me and you are just kind of like wait and see because, you know, as cool as this is, this does sound 
too good to be true and especially too good to be true for the price. And, you know, when this thing comes out, all of a sudden it can't play Steam games or it doesn't run VR the best or whatever, you know, then things change, right? But for now, this is arguably one of the coolest announcements I've ever seen. It's just a matter of if they actually deliver upon their promises. Yep. I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, Space Denison says the VR journey has been wild. And that is that is one of the things that you and I have talked about. I love VR is the Wild West, man. Like, it's just, you just don't know. Like, we don't even know what games we're going to get in December. Like, it could be where there could be a bomb dropped. It really is still, it's still crazy. It's getting crazier because, like, with the PSVR, we, I mean, and PC, you never knew what you were going to get. But now, I mean, really, essentially, we're looking at holiday 2023. We're looking at Quest, PlayStation, Apple, Pimax, and maybe a new index, like, all going after VR. And so VR looks like it's doing really well. And then there's the meta layoffs. Oh, is that where we're going? All right. I will not load this image then. <laughs> we don't need any more dick pics. Um, but that's, it isn't, I mean, I segue on that on purpose though, because I feel like depending on what news you're watching, they want to shit on VR. They want to, they want to, they want to, they want to package this met the meta layoffs as a failure of VR. And the more you read about that, it's kind of a bunch of bullshit. I mean, yeah. has, has, has Metagon maybe a little hard on VR? I don't know. I mean, it, maybe we're not the right people to be, to be um, unbiased about that, to be, you know, to be kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for. You know, I guess um honest about that just because i personally think that meta's like carrying the industry right now with mm-hmm, sony mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. sony being in kind of the r&d stage and pc just not knowing what to do right now around that um meta's been like they're the ones spending the money and i and i guess i don't actually when it comes to the like, let me say when it comes to the vr side of the meta layoffs um or say meta overspending on the metaverse um, some of that's dumb spending on their part, but on the other side, I kind of feel like kind of some of it's other companies' faults. It's like you know, like you're letting them do it on their own. Like some, you know, like you're being you're you're. I don't blame them necessarily, but as much as Meta gets shit on, we need to be cheerleading the money that they how much an unbelievable amount of money they have spent, and and Zuckerberg has just been like VR. Yeah. No, and go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, you know, to, you know, VR woo, we've heard um, plenty of reports where, like, you know, like, Meta is a publicly traded company. So they have to answer to stockholders. And we've heard plenty of accounts where stockholders are like, we need you, Mark Zuckerberg, to stop doing this. And Mark's like, yeah, no, fuck you. And I think this, this, this layoff thing is just kind of um, a proof that maybe Mark, specifically just kind of like dove in too deep we've which we've seen as far as like horizons and the whole avatar thing and all the i mean you know, meta is a glutton for bad bad pr and it's their fault i i, I truly believe that meta's all their bad pr is enti- the fact that they brought up the metaverse and the fact they relabeled themselves meta um you're just asking for it because the metaverse is so far away the metaverse is barely it's barely proof of concept at this point 
um, that to sit there and say like you're like spearheading this metaverse is ridiculous. They they so jumped the gun on that term and adopting that term for themselves that they invited this disaster. Because to sit there and say like we're making Ready Player One when it's just it's 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 so unfeasible at this point. It's it's ridiculous. And then to show not only that, but then to show like Horizons as the embarrassing social app that it is, and it's embarrassing. I'm it's embarrassing. They can sit there and fix their avatars all they want, and they did, and the avatars are substantially better, but substantially better than garbage is just better than garbage. And so inviting – there's just so much negativity that, yeah, I'm like, and so much investment into this thing. I just looked it up. Meta employs uh, 76,000 employees. Um, so 11,000 of those jobs are now gone. There's still 65,000 people working for Meta. Okay, so here's the, here's the core problem, though, that I don't feel like a lot of news is covering. And that is that, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to get my shit sorted here, is that when a lot of people hear meta now with the rebrand, right, they think VR. Because when meta rebranded, that was the big push, right? Meta quest, meta, meta, metaverse, yeah. right? But to meta, to uh, as, as a company, as like an umbrella organization with Facebook underneath that, meta's everything they're doing and but the problem is is that the public and the general and the general takeaway is that it was vr right and so when they see that these layoffs are happening they're like, all oh, vr is failing no <laughs> no meta's got a lot of crap that they is underneath their umbrella and meta um hasn't had a lot of successes unless they have bought successes and so i was reading here there were like what it says here um I had it right here. So it's a da, 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 da. so some of these losses they said have been like like WhatsApp. Um, you know, yeah. like they bought WhatsApp and Instagram. They're like, fine, they're like, you know, those are all under the Facebook thing. But then all the different things that they have spent money on. And I'm oh, was it here? So they said their their uh cryptocurrency that they were planning to get into, uh lasso, um which was Meta's ambitious attempt to outdo TikTok. They had projects like Shops, um, which was an ambitious plan to turn Instagram into an e-commerce giant. They had podcast plans, Facebook Portal, and a Meta smartwatch to compete with the Apple Watch. All of these have failed. Yeah, and and they've had and there's and they go on to list many more things that are all underneath the Meta umbrella. And they said the problem that they've had is that. Meta, and this is a Zuckerberg problem, right? He says, like, he goes on there to say, like, I made, you know, I made a mistake and that's my fault. But it's not so much his VR investments because I think those are still going to pay off for him. And I think those are still successes. Like, the Quest brand is doing very well. It's the problem what they were saying, and they've had people that were, like, that were um, hired on and have since left or are still in there and, and being unnamed, is that Meta hired tons of people for all of these initiatives they were doing and they all failed and then people just floated in the company aimless or they mm. were just kind of put onto other projects the the bloat that they have is because they didn't lay off the people from the failed projects they just kind of kept them yeah like they kind of ran the business badly which doesn't i i don't think is a fair reflection on like how their vr side is doing it, i mean no. it's not a runaway success we know that but it's but he's been very upfront with the fact that there's a lot of money 
that has gone in and way more that they're going to go in to lay the groundwork for VR. Someone has to do the heavy lifting. It takes a Zuckerberg. It takes a Musk, you know, to get us to Mars. Like in, in this, in this like capitalist society that we live in, it's going to take some guy who doesn't really answer to a lot of people who just is going to write checks to get it done. Cause if it's always has to make dollars and cents, things don't get done. Yeah, no, I don't want to underplay what happened. I mean, 11,000 people lost their jobs, but I mean, the whole focus of every article I've read, minus the few that have actually did counter news, was that like Meta lays off 11,000 employees slash VR is failing. And like you said, it's not 11,000 employees who are working on Horizons. It's 11,000 employees across a variety of, of, um, of apps and everything else that just didn't work out. Like I said, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, there's just a, you know, like I said, a ton of bloat. So while it did obviously affect some VR, I mean, it's not, it's not, a, you know, Facebook lays off like 90% of their workforce that are working on their metaverse or metaverse. So it's, it's very, you know, it's very easy for the press to jump on the hate via, you know, Zuck bandwagon. And I, I get it. I'm not, like I'm not love. I don't love Zuck. I back you in regards to you know what he's doing for VR and what he's done for VR for the last few years has been amazing. But he's not infallible by any stretch. He's definitely made mistakes. Um, so yeah. So I mean, like I said, it sucks to lose your job. My heart goes out to those who did lose their job. But it's this isn't a VR is failing headline. It's just this is that's what people are kind of latching onto, and that's not the case at all. And that's the conversation that I wanted to have, right? I mean. Of course, it sucks to get laid off, you know, and I've seen both sides of it. I've seen people who are like, you know, you could have some sympathy from people that are talking shit. And I've heard people say, well, you know, a lot of those guys who were um, just saying, oh, you need to learn to code and weren't giving a lot of sympathy to people that were laid off over the last few years. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, these are human beings and losing your job, especially like these big out of nowhere cuts like that. And a lot of these jobs are quite specialized, Mm -hmm. you know, like if that it's in in an industry that's growing but again you know it's just and these people are unlikely to if they want to stay in that industry find jobs that were probably paying like meta because i'm sure meta pays too much you know like i mean i'm sure that they i've heard some of the salaries that they throw around for some of these jobs and it's not necessarily where the market's at yeah you know um so I wouldn't say, I never want to say that someone's necessarily getting overpaid unless they're like a hockey player um, or an act, well, some actors, but I don't know. Look it's at pretty- you, Sandra Bullock. I don't know. I just- oh, wow. <laughs> I have no idea why I pulled that name. I actually really enjoy Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Bullshit that we haven't had a proper speed three. Come on. Come on, because Speed Two was so amazing. We don't talk about Speed Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I my, my, I kind of some my points in regards to this being a not to say a non-news story, but a an overly negative VR story in regards to these these layoffs. It's the new, it, That's how you know it's the news and 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 to make Zuck look bad. I mean, Zuck doesn't need help to look bad, but I do feel like it's easy sometimes to point fingers and blame guys like Zuckerberg and and Elon Musk and such when they're you're looking at these people that are like very very vision driven super wealthy um and usually a little tone deaf to other aspects 
and I've seen people say like maybe Zuck needs to not be you know like king shit over at Meta like he's CEO and everything else like he's he is like king yeah. of Meta I don't know exactly what titles he carries in total but maybe he needs a few more no people but at the same time it's like I don't really want him to have no people I mean it's kind of like some of the reasons that we've got Quest 2s and Quest Pros is because he's just saying yes to everything yeah. VR no, I mean, I, mean, I, I love the, I love the quest two on, he, or the quest two or quest pro on paper. I think the quest pro is a fantastic headset for what they tried to do. I just think it didn't matter what Facebook said in regards to, um, what, who it was for and what it was used for. It's still like, man, this, this is shitty for gaming. Like don't buy a quest two for gaming. This is fucking awful. Like all these headlines just like, like fuck, stay away from this fucking thing. It's cool, but fuck it. Like, it's fucking blah. And How many f words did you just throw into those a bunch? Wow. A bunch. I I may have been I may have been uh, having a drink or two here. Show to Dave Station. Um, is, is that what but, happened? Uh, maybe what apparently happened? apparently I got melty. Um, but no, I just think like I I totally support you know the the quest the quest pro rather um, is an amazing headset for what it was doing. It's just for some reason, despite Facebook being like, it's not for you. It's not for anybody. This is just like, this is purely a tech demo for like corporations. Everyone was still like, give me a quest pro. I got to play games. Demio. And you know, it's, it's funny how that works out. How I still see negative press about like, don't buy a quest pro. Yeah. Like that's, that's basically what Facebook told you to do before they even released the headset. They were like, don't buy this. And then when it comes out, everyone's like, er, don't buy this. Facebook's lying to you. This isn't for gaming at all. And Facebook's like, or Meta is just like, yeah, but we didn't say it was for gaming. But no one, it's like everyone ignored Facebook or Meta just telling them over and over and over again, like, this isn't for you. This isn't for the common man. This isn't for gaming. And I then, still feel like your average, like, the majority of users were like, knew they were buying. I think there was, Again, we're talking a lot of early adopters and VR enthusiasts. I feel like a lot of them knew exactly what they were buying. And so it is what it is. Like they're they're not worried, but there is definitely still those people who were just like, had the money, got to have the best shit. New quest. Yep. Oh, what? This isn't as good a gaming machine as my old quest. You know, it's like, well, shit. Um, I don't know. I feel, I mean, I feel like those people that are like, man, it doesn't game as well. Eh, you didn't read the fine print. Uh, you didn't even read the big print. My, my, I find it more interesting just listening to the, now that the craze has died off a little bit and, and uh, all the in, VR influencers um, have gotten all the clicks they can out of it. Now there's, now I feel like people are starting to go, okay, uh, it hurts my head. It's not comfortable no matter yeah. how long I wear it. And I'm like, really? Even on the Pro device, Meta can't put a head strap on there? They shouldn't have called it the Quest Pro, in my personal opinion. They should have called. They should have kept it, honestly, like Cambria or something, whatever. Just I agree. Because I agree. I, it hurts the brand. They should have kept a high-end yeah. VR, I mean, a business call, line. Or called it Quest Business or even something like that. But calling yeah. it a Quest Pro does kind of imply it is for gamers. Like, it is the Pro version of a headset when it really isn't. It isn't. So, I mean, the, yeah, I, I do think they did. They, they should have named it. Even if they'd gone the extra step and called it the Quest Professional version. Qu- Quest. For sure. Yeah, Just I agree. Because Pro, we think PS, we think PS4 Pro. 
You know, we think like that's it started to be kind of like adopted by the tech industry to mean just like the point five upgrades on things. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what are your, you know, like a Galaxy S 22 Pro. Right. Instead of professional, because I think that's really what they meant. It's yeah. like key word being the professional, not just like an upgrade. Um, but like, you know, it's uncomfortable. And some people are saying, well, you know, uh, you know, let's, what are the other complaints? Oh, the battery life on the controllers is weird. Controllers, like, there's, been there's been Wi-Fi issues with it, uh, connecting to Wi-Fi like intermittently. There's been a bunch of like, I mean, early tech bullshit, um, but it's there. Um, I've got such an amazing segue, Chris. I, I love shutting up my segues now because it ruins them. I really, yeah, really enjoy. I, segway, I really, you know, like, I really, like, but I really enjoy doing that for some reason. It's it's the sick man in me. Hey, Chris, do you want to know about another headset that will blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> that would if we were still doing the pre-recorded episodes that's what have been like hey chris yeah <laughs> you know what headset will blow your mind it almost looks like a quest pro in that picture it's so close it's so close it's freaking sweet uh for those that don't know and you really should joke, yeah um palmer lucky who you guys if you don't know who palmer lucky is he's the guy that basically made the oculus or the oculus a rift headset the oculus dk1 and he was the founder of oculus and has since moved on because facebook fired him for a bunch of shenanigans and tomfoolery once again uh but regardless palmer lucky basically came out and said hey guys i've designed a headset that will kill you if you die in vr and of course, the news is that just, the real headset. By the way, do we know? Like, is yeah, that literally like, yeah. l- like a cow? I can tell you. I can. Right? I can tell you all about this thing. I've read all about this thing. I love that's, this story. I love this story. So, for those that don't know, and even myself, I um, I'm not. A, I I know of Sword Art, Sword Art Online. I actually haven't read or watched the uh, the stuff. I'm actually going to like right away. I'm going to download what I can for this franchise. But Sword Art, Sword Art Online, I can't say can barely it. get the word out, but he knows. Sword it. Art Online is um, a one of those early VR uh, novels. I believe it was a novel first. Um, where basically the creator of this VR universe, Sword Art Online, um, sold these headsets and then surprised all his users by being like, "Hey, by the way, guys, if you die in my game, you die in VR." And so all of a sudden, the stakes were quite raised. And in the novel, my understanding is that it actually he somehow included like a microwave like like emitter in the headset that no one ever discovered. So when it was sold to the masses, no one knew this thing was there. And obviously the creator's like crazy and was like, haha, now you die. So Palmer Lucky, being the VR fan that he is, decided now that he works at a home defense uh I can't remember who he works for. It's a it's a defense um contractor for like governments decided in his spare time to design a headset that yes if it, if the right red screen is displayed he couldn't do the microwave thing because the technology doesn't exist so he basically put three explosives which you can see in the front of the headset he put three explosives in there which if you die in whatever game you you choose will boom explode your head are and, the explosives are not rods uh he said explosives in the in, hey, in the, that works. the so whether they shoot down into your head and explode, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, Palmer Lucky hey. basically invented not only the first VR head, you know, mass VR headset, but now invented the first realistic, like, you could die in this headset headset. And I love this story. It's so mental. I fucking love it. 
I, I just <laughs> what I love about it, it's like it's like immersiveness. It's like fuck you, be haptics, and like and that other company uh, was it Arc or whatever or Tesla, whatever the heck the Arc I think it was that's doing like the electrified suit that like makes you feel pain in VR. It's like pussies, <laughs> <laughs> pussies. He's like, oh, my arm doesn't work in VR. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're dead. <laughs> so this is how you deal with the kid issue, Ryan. This that comes standard with the Quest Three, and if you click on the thing saying that you're over thirteen and you're not, it has a little age like it has a like a it has a voice analyzer. He's like, "Hey guys, that'd be what, sweet." What, but what, unfortunately, what? I'm not condoning kid murder on this podcast. I I won't I'm do not, that. I'm, no, I'm just saying. Be like. What happened to Billy? He left our I party. Mean, I, I guess it's kind of kid suicide if you want to talk about it that way. They did buy the headset. I mean, there are other parents. The fine print. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, and I mean, just to kind of the, the final cap on the story is the fact that um, Palmer Lucky keeps us in his office as a reminder of like where, where tech could go and the dangers of technology. And I fucking love that. So I just love this story. I love the fact that this, I mean, I, I consider him a genius was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to actually build a headset. And wherever he was working was like, that's cool. Use our explosives. That's fine. And made this fucking sweet ass shouldn't exist in reality, like only in movies headset that I absolutely fucking love. It's like, it's just like this, like twisted combination of uh, a saw trap. And like some like twisted black mirror episode. And I mean, yet again, the 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 future or the present becoming eerily similar to black mirror on a side note you know i was actually listening the creator of black mirror was asked if there would be any future episodes future seasons and he said like yes he's like but they're actually having a hard time right now kind of trying to figure out like where to go from here this is him he said this for real because the present is so fucked up like he, he's like like they it, things are changing so fast and going in such weird places that things that only a couple seasons ago, you know, were like oh, the future. It's like no, that's that's just a real thing, you know. Like it's like oh, being you know, uh, your your um, accessibility to various things um, in your real life being tied to your social credit score. It's like yeah, China wants to do that. It's a real thing. I don't know if you ever saw the episode where like your, your social credit score, like your likes and your, and your overall social, it had uh, what's her face was in there. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. I actually did see that one. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we're creepy close to that now. I would be so poor in that universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm not sure. Dislike. dislike. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Everybody. I just thoroughly enjoyed this story. I thought it was wonderful. I thought just even Palmer Lucky like dipping his toe back into VR. I just thought this is such a cool way to do it. Um, and I hope to one day, one day touch that headset. Yeah. Lick it. No. Yeah. Wear it. <laughs> Wear it. No, no, no. I'm too much of a coward for that. Can you imagine, though, just watching a squad, like two, two, two opposing teams in like Rainbow Six or, or like, say, Firewall, Firewall 3, and everyone on both teams is wearing that headset? You just like <sighs> see people like peeking out of rooms. You go, no, 
There'd be a lot of lens fogging because of all the sweating people are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and if you disconnect, you die too. So, I mean, I've got one more story I want to quickly talk about. I know you had one more you want to talk about. A quick touch of mine. I was actually all excited for it. Then I actually looked it up and I was like, oh, this is lame. But uh, BMW introduced VR into this whole, into their their car, the BMW M2 or whatever the heck it is. I'm not a car guy. I don't care. Um, so I looked it up. I was like, what does this mean? All they did, which unfortunately, I was kind of, they basically built like a course and then put VR, like basically you can drive the BMW like in VR and they basically mixed reality the whole, the whole course. So you can drive the BMW in real life and you're driving it in VR on a mixed reality course. So all you see is VR, but you're driving a real car. Does that make sense? Did I explain that relatively okay? Yep. And you can collect coins and dodge obstacles and everything else. So it's like, it's like you're playing a game, but driving a BMW which is awesome if you're like rich and they'll let you behind the wheel because I guarantee you they're letting anybody behind that wheel that can't drive the shit of this thing like a professional. So, but to me, I, I, I like the idea that like five or 10 years from now, that tech will be at like my little go-kart track. And I'll be playing go-karts in like mixed reality and just be like, woo, Mario Karting the shit of this thing and launching my red shells and having guys spin out and everything else. That's was my takeaway. It was like, well, that'll be cool when... I finally see that when I'm poor in 10 years. You're almost already there. Like I have the, the Mario Kart switch experience where it's like the augmented reality where you drive. I drive the little cart. I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? We yeah, totally I do. Try that together one of these days. Cause I when you, didn't know anyone else had a car in, in December. When you come over, come over. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Well, you know, I did see some people set that up actually at a, at a go-kart track. And the, the one problem that it does have is very limited reach. It's like twenty five feet. Right? Oh, it's so short. The range is terrible. Out. I can't go to my kitchen without it cutting out. Like it's 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 not ideal. Yeah, I know. Anyways, but it is endlessly entertaining. I one time we had a setup around my house, and my my buddy was there, one of my best friends, and he had his two daughters there, and they were driving around the house there, and it, the track went around the island of the kitchen, and he was driving this time, and he was the only one looking at the screen, so I got behind the. Uh, behind the island and i dropped down and i dropped dropped my pants and he had to go through the uh, the the archway of of uh, balsakian and uh, it was a it was a scary tunnel for him to drive through but so I, i've changed my mind you're not allowed to bring that over december now <laughs> and i remember him turning around the corner into the island just going just breaking down in hysterics because of course like the way the cameras uh, on those little cars, everything looks massive. It looks like a monster movie. So I can only imagine what it looked like attacking him when he came around that corner. <laughs> Anyways, you said I had another topic, but I don't know what else that was. The Apple headset? Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's worth mentioning. Again, we keep talking about Apple. I've been Apple keeping track of chat. Too. I, I, I have three. I have three things from chat that I actually can bring up there that okay. some guys brought up. That I happen to keep a track, guys. I happen to keep a track. I've been reading too. Yeah, look, the Apple thing. I hate Apple. Everybody knows that. I think Apple's just um, garbage. I, I think they're just overhyped and 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 out of date. They're they're t- they're always years behind Samsung. Just I don't even don't even get me started with Apple. So I don't really care too much about them getting into the VR market, other than Apple getting into the VR market. Like really getting into the VR market is kind of a validation to the VR market. It's just it seems like Apple's really really just dipping a, their toe in the water with this next Apple headset, like this first Apple headset. It's going after that Quest professional market, 
and then some. Like it's going to be very elitist. It, I think it's going to be. It's almost like an R and D project that they're going to sell. Yeah, I kind of get that same impression as well. We don't know, obviously, but with the accounts coming out, it does very sound like it's going to be high end. But as far as support for apps and what those apps will be and like who they're tailored to, it does sound very not for us. They're not FUBU. They're not for us bias. They're 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 just along for the ride, I guess. I'm not sure. For us bias. Not us. Not you. N Y. Not you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I can't finish the joke. <laughs> But like somebody mentioned there, uh, 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 Triangulator, he makes up a good point. Apple seems like they're very AR focused. But again, this goes into the whole the whole Quest Pro because they're also pushed augmented reality quite heavily. Um, F-U-N-Y. For us, not you, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, my point was is that Apple has, a men- has mentioned, like, I guess confirmed, almost confirmed officially that, you know... It, it's coming in 2023 and it's their, their, their planned initial production is less than a million units. I just feel like with them saying that right off the hop, it just gives you clear indication, even though it just, it just validates what we had heard from them because they've been very clear about it. You know, right. but this is not for everyone. This is, this is going to be expensive. It's going to be like $3,000. You know, that's they keep saying that. So we'll see. I just it's it's a it's just weird because a lot of people are gonna look at the Apple headset and then like there's a lot of people out there that are gonna look at what Apple's doing in VR and then judge whether VR is where they want it to be. That's my mm-hmm. concern. You know what I mean? Uh just well, I mean, it's Apple. It's Apple. Like especially for most <laughs> there's gonna be people in chat that are gonna get really offended right now, but I feel like most of the people who buy Apple products are people who just go with the wave of tech like they just want they just want they're not really tech savvy because if you're really paying attention and and you really care about what you're buying and what it can do probably aren't going to buy an apple device and so the masses are just like get, get the best shit like bose bose makes shitty ass speakers but they have marketed themselves so well you don't believe me go read i about like my bose speaker but go Google it tonight. You'll realize you go into like the audio file, like sites when I was buying my home theater system, it's like, wow, Bose is like trash. Like it's garbage shit, but they market it really, really well. This episode sponsored by Beats, (laughs) Beats by Dre. Oh, Beats is bad. I know, I know, I know they're trash. That's why I actually said them. Garbage. It's garbage. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, Apple, I agree. If they're going to basically price themselves out of it, like, you know, like you said, the Quest Pro I was debating on getting, I was just like, so I was like, it's like, like, I was so morbidly curious to see just how it would improve my gaming experience, but the price chased me off. Now to sit there and have the Apple, have Apple double that price and offer, we don't know what they're offering yet, but it just, it just seems like that's just out of the realm of possibility. So, okay. Like you do you apple but goodbye i mean at that point in time i'm looking at a vario headset and i'd rather have a vario headset if we're talking like seriously talking numbers here i'm really Talk- excited to see what apple will do for vr i have no interest in having no. not now not now not no no not with their first headset unless obviously all the rumors are wrong and shit but as of right now it definitely sounds like it's just not marketing towards people who actually like vr but like we've talked about this in previous episodes and so we won't, I won't go on about it, but the big thing that Apple will probably bring 
is that the one thing they do do well, and I'll give them this, is their form and factor. Like they they make things that just they 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 feel good. They work for well. three thousand bucks. It's going to be sleek as fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, you would think the Pro would have a strap that would uh, the Quest Pro would have a strap that was comfortable. You know, you'd think. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Apple's probably going to set the bar for what it's like, at least for those for those business focused devices what those um what the expectation is for that though because there's like i mean they they shelved the whole thing for like a year or two because it wasn't thin enough and comfortable enough like they said that publicly I just, so it's like there you know that apple headset's just gonna be like like just slipping into a warm bath it's just gonna be like Ooh. i don't want to like talk about this very long i really don't but i just kind of like, like for three thousand dollars what you can get from an apple headset what you get from like a fucking valve index and a two thousand dollar pc like it, it's what like what what's the conversation we're having here? Like what's the comparison? Because I that just, is going to be the conversation though, right? Right. It's like what are you getting? Yeah, and that will be the conversation. It'll when Apple comes out with that that price point, it will be that. It'll be the whoa! I got a Quest Three for this much money. Right. Um, All right. Fuck Apple. I'm done with Apple. Are you done with Apple? I'm done with Apple. All right. So I I I didn't record the users who who mentioned these things. I do apologize to you guys, but I'm not good at this yet. Um, but uh, one dude mentioned way early on about the is there an AIM2 controller coming for the PSVR2? Um, as far as we know, we don't know jack shit yet. Um, I've heard I've seen patents for an, an AIM2 type controller. Um, whether those patents actually bear fruit, who fucking knows? But I do fully expect there to be gun stocks for the PSVR2. Um, which I think will honestly kind of trump what the aim controller will do anyways. Um, so that's the best I got. I'm there, there is a possibility of name two happening, but realistically I think it'll be gun stocks. Chris, what do you think? I don't want a PSVR aim two. There you go. My, so I love my, I love my aim, but VR is past. It's past duck hunt. You know, we don't need a sharpshooter. We don't need we, aggressive. <laughs> Do you remember aggressive. the sharp shooter? That was Sega's, wasn't it? Yeah, and or the Super Scope. Super Scope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't. I mean, I loved my aim. I did. I absolutely. It was awesome. Even though it pissed me off with the with the the the, uh, the tracking in VR, but I have an aim stock for PC, and that ability to play like you know most of your gun games now in VR. The expectation, like Sony people, they they, they haven't had this. Most for the most part haven't had the the ability the the uh, that wonderful experience of playing like proper two handed shooters you know that once you get into a game where even just like even pop one which is a really dumbed down uh, version of it you know you still have the like you know pull it out kick it in and load the chamber and it's like I don't want to give that up like I mean I understand that there could be some cool games. Where, you know, for example, like Farpoint, where the whole game was designed around having the aim control and it was just like reload, you know, or whatever. And they could be do some really cool things with it. But for the most part, for the most part, you know, I want to have, I want to be able to, I want to be able to like two hand it. I want to reload. I want to, I want to be able to grab a sidearm. I want to be able to just drop the gun if I need to and climb, you know, like, the aim control, that's one of the reasons that Pop One never came to PSVR is because it's like all everyone's like, we want our aim controller. It's, like, it's not gonna work with this game. 
Like, because then if you're not, if they don't make you climb, then it's one of the balancing issues. I'm just saying the, as much as I like the aim control, it's very arcade. And what I want from Sony is I, I would love. Hmm, I'm torn on that. There's some really good companies out there that are doing aim stocks, but I, I would like to see, it would be nice if Sony officially licensed one, an aim stock that worked really well like for their device. Just like the 3D rudder. Um, next one question here is how they want our thoughts on Iron Man VR. We talked about it last episode actually, but Iron Man VR for the Quest 2 specifically, or yeah, for the Quest 2, um, I think we both agreed that we liked it and it played better than the PSVR version. Um, the visuals are, as far as I'm concerned, the visuals are dumbed down, but not enough to actually hurt the game. And having full 360 um, tracking and just that freedom of flight made it the better version to play in my opinion we're talking iron man here right yeah they asked early on i wasn't really done with the aim discussion oh then <laughs> sorry i was just i mean we're wrapping this thing up here. No. i mean well you, well you made your points clear i don't like the aim controller man give me fucking I, hey. I heard you i heard you oh no, everyone fucking something. heard you you're gonna start something no love the okay perfect <sighs> example then i'll be done with the aim discussion fine go firewall Ultra firewall zero. It's not even zero hour, and it's just firewall ultra, right? Yeah. You can see from the trailers that they're the whole point. One of the biggest upgrades is that is that they're going to go two handed. Yeah. I'm going to guess that very few people are going to play ultra and go. I miss my aim control because I think they're going to feel so badass when they're pulling that out and they're like ejecting the mag and slamming that in, and they're able to just like quickly like switch to their sidearm, and they're not the immersiveness that they're going to gain from that i get yeah they're going to miss that locked in that feeling like you've got a real a solid gun in your hand but i feel like you give up a lot more than you gain and it's i hear some people saying like oh you know give me both or you know different yeah but you got to keep in mind like is it worth it for sony yeah like to make a peripheral the the fact that we got the aim at all was a, a miracle i think it was crazy like i i you know we got a a a shooter specific gun and it worked great and it and it made it it made it a case for existing because of the analog six that we really wanted for some shooters but there are so many shooters we did not get because we were locked to an aim control it'd be a nice test so many i haven't gone back to it yet i've been meaning to for a while i'm down a quest control right now so i'm kind of like my pc and quest game is kind of messed up but um for those that don't know alvo um actually fully released their um two-handed reloading and stuff so even on psvr um, you can actually do full-on manual reloads now. I haven't tested out myself, but I think in regards to what Chris is talking about, from going to what the move controllers were, which basically like press X to reload to doing a full reload thing, I think if you're actually at all curious about how you feel about this, I think Alva would be a good testing ground as far as going from press X to reload to actually having to do a full reach down, grab the clip, put it, pull the clip. Um, might be a good thing to check out. I think the game's like 15 bucks now too, so a um, little shout out to Alvo, I guess, but. We'll see. I mean, this almost seems like it should be an episode in itself because you see what you started there. You see Meow Meow's going there. Like, why does Chris hate the aim controller? Fuck you, Ryan. Yeah, right? Because Chris is a hater. He doesn't like the aim controller. He's fucking, he's hated from the beginning. Thinks it's oh, super you know, Well, Dennis like was right there. If Cork's had aim controller support, I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly that. All right. So I think I'm done. We get it. You don't like the aim controller. Oh, I think there's still. <laughs> no, it's, you know what? It's just, ah. Uh, all right, I'm cutting you off. I mean, look, he doesn't hate the game controller. He just hates all of you people who like it. Um, 
like I said, I, I mean, we've there's there's been patents, there's been rumors of a, of a name controller type sequel coming out in regards to the PSVR two. Whether that happens, we have no idea. If I were a betting man, I would say that's not going to happen just because of what Chris has said in regards to the fact that you know the sense controllers are a big deal. To sit there and add an aim, uh, uh, the aim peripheral worked for PSVR because the aim peripheral did what the moves couldn't. And now that that's no longer an issue with the with the sense controllers. I don't see there being money in aim controller as much as I do in there being in stocks. That, and that's, and that's just and that's that for a guy who problem. actually does like yeah. aim controller. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I right, think so, it, you're just right. I mean, like just my firewall example is a perfect example of what of how Sony's going to look at this because there are going to be people that are going to go I don't care about manual reloads. I just want to be immersed. Like I just, I, you know, to, I want to hold that. I want to feel like I'm holding. No, I'm there. I'm totally in that category. And and so there's some people that are going to be like, no, I don't care. Like that's how I want to play firewall. Then you're going to have a huge group of people like, no, like I want a manual reload. I want to be able to quickly jump to a sidearm, throw grenades. I don't want to button push a grenade throw. Like I, I arguably, I feel like you actually give up more immersion with an aim controller, um, depending on the game. It's sniper elite, baby sniper elite. Woo. Sniper Elite was awesome with an aim controller, but <laughs> you know, throwing grenades with a button push, I was kind of like, really? uh, Woo! Are we past? Aren't we past Doom VFR? You might as well just no! throw the grenade from my Woo! shoulder. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, it might maybe it's another maybe it's got to be an episode, man. Um, Write it down. I mean, I, I, as soon as we have more news, I'd happily talk about this again and totally just bury you and get some more fans on this channel. Um, <laughs> now it'll you know what. I don't know. It's going to be, I actually think it's going to be one of the biggest conversation points between PSVR enthusiasts. Like those of us who have like, you know, bled and sweat PSVR since 2016 um, and, and, you know, and played cheerleaded, like, does it have aim support? Does it have aim support? It's going to be a big problem with PSVR too, because no, you're not probably going to get an aim, um, at least not soon. And the push is going to be for full tracking. That's push. That's going to be the push. It's full tracking, two-handed. They're just not, I don't see them going there. I mean, VRS, um, which is the uh, stock that I use, I mean, they already have pro uh, attachments, um, attachments for the Quest Pro controllers. So they're going to be on PSVR 2 like that. So they're going to have probably day one launch ready peripheral for a gun stock. It becomes a balancing issue too, and that's one of the biggest problems as well. Hey, it's a valid point. <laughs> For competitive shooters, it's like they need to, you know, I don't know. Like if some people have a stock and they're and they're auto reloading, or sorry, some people are have an aim controller and they're auto reloading versus like half the people that are two handing it and manual reloading. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah I well, know. It's a balancing issue, Ryan. I know. Okay, I think we're gonna. I, I want to put a pin in this conversation because I do think that we can just rehash this and re-expand later, assuming there's news upon this topic. But as of right now, I yeah, I think we both agree that the aim two does just doesn't seem like a likely you option. Know, I can I can see it now. <laughs> Virtual Boys episode eighty three. Chris hates the PSER aim controller. Oh, for sure, and hundred <laughs> percent, and I will totally just yeah. Everyone, slam him, slam him. All right, so quickly. You have like 30 seconds. Iron Man VR for Quest or PSVR, which is better to play? Quest. Easy. I mean, it's just that control thing again, man. It just makes it better. There is a downgrade in visuals, like I said, but having that freedom of the Quest just makes it so much better. 
you know what is it's if you haven't played the uh, if you haven't played the PSVR version of Iron Man for a while, which I hadn't for like years, literally, and then you jump into the Quest version, it's kind of like that looks pretty much the same. Like oh, until yeah, you yeah. until you do the side by side because they've changed, mm-hmm. like you said, they've changed the color scheme to make it uh, like darker, more you know, like like yep. the sun looks like it's setting a little bit more. And it's so it takes away some of the details, so it doesn't jump out at you. They also refine the controls. The controls are not just that's the big thing. I'm just saying the visuals are the only downgrade. That's why I'm talking about visuals specifically. Yep. And they've done a good job at kind of hiding some of that. Now, if you start going back back and forth, then the big drop, I think it it really comes down to do you want clearer visuals with the higher res display? Or do you want blurrier visuals but more detail? And that's it's a crapshoot. That's you know, that's a little bit of this and that, right? The big thing, like you said, is tracking. And it's for me, it's not the cable. It's the tracking. It's that 360-degree rotation of being able to just sit in your living room and fly around and not even worry about it. I'm telling you, uh, if you go back and play PSVR, you'll be like, it's that and the tracking. (laughs) Going back and forth, man, I was it was painful to go to PSVR. It was honestly like painful just to go from like the ease of quest to PSVR. Anyways. We both tell you. I need to address a comment here, but we both say Quest is the better version from a playing standpoint, very much a gameplay standpoint. Totally, but um, that but the graphics are aren't are a downgrade enough to sit there and say like the PSVR version is the better to play. Like the like the gameplay on the Quest makes the Quest version the better version to play. But do you see how many people are t- continuing to talk about this aim controller thing? That's what I'm talking about. But I want to totally. reference what Brandon said there. He said, you know, we have a Thrustmaster for driving, HOTUS for flying, and I have all of those things. So do I. Because I have a problem. So um, do I. So, but here's the issue, though, is that um, let's, let's use the Thrustmaster as an example. There are a lot of driving games that do not support the Thrustmaster. Same with the flying games, like the HOTUS. There's a lot uh-huh. of games that do not support. So that becomes a, it becomes a peripheral support issue. Now, he brings up a good point. Do I believe a third party could bring out an aim controller? That like just it, it's just a controller for the PSVR two, um, that that the headset can track. I don't know if they can do that. Like I don't, I don't. We don't know if they're if they're going to be able to go in behind and have the headset track something that's not the PlayStation controllers. But if they could, that's a possibility. Okay, let's just pretend that that's a possibility. Then the problem becomes support. And this becomes a developer issue. It's like, okay, if not everybody has one, if only a small minority of people playing are even going to buy that peripheral because it's some third-party thing, then why support it, right? Right. Which is why it was so ballsy when Sony brought out the aim officially, right? Because it was like, we this is this is a controller that we are supporting. It is we are licensing. We're packing it in with the with the aim. Or with the with the PSVR and some bundles, you know, they really pushed it on developers to support the aim. Um, very few companies have ever done that. That's why I joke about like the Super Scope. In in fact, it's actually one of the most successful peripherals probably ever. The aim with a Super Scope. The aim. The aim. <laughs> okay. The aim. Because I mean, I think like I mean, the Super Scope and the and the Sharpshooter, which was Sega's for the Genesis. Like you can count on like one or two hands how many games came up for that right like seven you know um or like you know like the power glove so apparently we should have just did this episode was the aim controller episode we should have just did that instead of a large ramshackle mishmash nothing 
It's um, coming the- back, boys. It's coming back. You just stockpile all your comments. Everybody in chat there, hit the like button, by the way. Uh, about aim controllers, we're totally going to have an aim controller episode now. Uh, d- d- it's gonna, it, now it's going to happen for sure. Um, the one last point I wanted to mention was a uh, dude mentioned uh, TFVR. And yeah, contractors, of course, contractors got Team Fortress in VR because contractors just apparently just apes everything under the sun and just gets away with it. So I got to dive back into that game. But between Halo, Team Fortress, Unreal, everything under the sun, it's crazy. But yeah, that's that, that, that was that point earlier on. So Team Fortress is now in, which I actually didn't even care for Team Fortress when I played I that. I got crazy. it. Ryan, next episode, I'm reading chat here. It's not just going to be an aim controller episode. We're going to have a peripherals in VR episode. Because uh, I see a lot of well, logic. I mean, we, we can go back. We, we actually did that once, like way yeah. early on. Did you, see my, did you see my hashtag for you? Fuck you. I did. There we go. I didn't, but I can imagine. Uh, I'll, I'll repost it just because it's there. It'll be the newest one. You'll see it in 30 seconds, Chris. Um, uh, but we are winding this thing. I think we're winding this thing down, right? We can. You like, know what I'd be uh, more concerned about if you're like gonna be right typing shit around. I saw that the uh, the description underneath this episode is still the last episode. What? I, I see time indexes there saying PSVR two talk begins. It accidentally cut the first few minutes of the episode. Blah blah blah. Oh well, I mean, get your shit together. You're busy hashtagging. Chris you know what's funny, Chris? This is my shit together. This is the best you get. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, so fuck you, Chris. Oh, f- screw you, Justin. <laughs> oh man, I hate all of you. I changed the description. Oh, I got it. It's trending, baby. It's trending in our chat. <laughs> <laughs> Justin writes it, and you're like, "Oh, it's viral." <laughs> Look, of course, as far as I'm concerned, that's like ten percent of our chat right now is is, is retweeting this or is, is remessing. So, so we're good. Um, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here. Thank you so much for joining our chat. Thank you so much for, um, coming along for this little ride of ours. Like I said, it's every Thursday at this time. That's our plan. So you know where to find us. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're kind of always looking for some things to talk about. This is kind of a loose episode, but if you ever, if you have something you think we should address, let us know in chat. If there's, if we can build an episode around it, we'll happily do so. And we'll even shout you out for giving us the idea because, you know, we're idiots and we need all the help we can get. No, well, Justin, we got to have you on an episode here too. Um, yeah, we can reminisce about, uh, what was that stupid? Oh, Circle jerks. No, yeah, but that never, that, I was never a part of that. No, the what's show that, that never happened. Which, what's if the, we don't give any, if we don't give no backstory to that, people in chat are going to be like, what the fuck? Right? I guess so, right? <laughs> no, what was the, uh, what was that stupid uh, PSVR game? I whomped you in Just Incredible multiple times in Mega, Megalith, Megalith. Megalith, it was. Oh, Megalith. man. Uh, you, you can still fight. If you want to amuse yourselves, it amuses me. I beat the fuck out of Chris and Just Incredible every single round in the game of Megalith. It was just adorable. I even found a, a, they were live streaming one game, and I just happened to see the live jumped, streaming, hopped on board, and just it. started. I they, they had won the game. I managed to actually pull them back from the edge of victory and still whooped them. They're so bad at that game. It was hilarious. We don't. Yeah, it's, it's the only game that Ryan's ever been good at. So we got to give him. Oh, I was so uh, good at it though. It's fucking so retarded. <laughs> before we end off here, um, guys, again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. A lot of you have stuck around the whole time. 
it's awesome. It's it, I love love I love the live aspect of this. I'm glad we started doing this. It's been really really fun, guys. Please hit the like button if you haven't already. And Rob, the Suckatronic five thousand, I I really feel like your your porn peripherals. You need to keep out of chat. I love Wonder Rob. He's such an absolute dick in chat sometimes, but he still sticks with us, and I really but appreciate you know, that. See, I have played with Rob in real life. He's a dick in real life, too. That makes sense. That mask Rob, checks out. We love you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, next next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, the AIM episode. <laughs> Maybe. It's too I soon. Don't know. It's too soon. It's probably too soon. The Suckatronic 5000 we'll episode. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Is, is, is when this there's the no, yeah. that Sony needs? <laughs> yeah. 3, 3D Rudder 2. Let's do this. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, Justin remembers that. He remembers the beating. He's gone to counseling for that. I think you must have. I was. It was an absolute whooping. I just. I thoroughly. I'm so glad that was like caught on YouTube forever. So good. Uh, yeah, guys, chat. Thank you so much. Uh, obviously, Salvador. Once again, thank you for the super chat. We super appreciate that as well. And everybody else, like I said, next week we'll come up with a uh, a more focused topic. There was nothing nothing that stood out this week, so kind of it was kind of loosey goosey. Next week. Next week, something more focused. Or this was focused, sort of. But it it just focused on the VR industry, right? I know, kind of, sort of. But I enjoy it. You got some things off my chest, so I feel I feel better now. It's like therapy. This is like my therapy. Rob, I love you. Thanks for stopping by, and everyone else in chat. Thanks for uh, participating in chat. That's a big thing. Love it. Uh, Don't forget, guys, if you want to listen to this on everywhere tomorrow, and uh, you know, don't forget to share the podcast everywheres that you want um you know now that the uh, podcast is sitting on this channel uh we're kind of doing a soft reboot on it so um if you want to shout from the rooftops um it's good times we love it Ooh, triangular, oh, triangular, you motherfucker. I love Thank how it you comes, to how you. It Holy nine, shit. With the 999 though, it's like nope. Not $10. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Not quite ten dollars, yeah. guys. What are you trying to sell us here, Triangular? What are you trying to sell us? <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> man. It's like, it's like we don't want to say ten, <laughs> but then you reverse it. It's like no, not ten dollars. I get that. We have to earn that. We have to earn that, that one's penny. 10, we haven't got that there yet. 10, that's for me. You get nine ninety nine. Triangular, Triangulator. Thank you so much, Salvador. Thank you so much, and to the rest of you who watched this and stuck through this. Thank you all so much. Oh, and patrons. Of course, the patrons too. Thank you as well. Yeah, Justin, we are Thursday. This is this is what we're sticking with. Thursday, um, 9 p.m. Eastern should... time. This is our time. Our time. This is, we got to dodge the game cast. Jeez. Just Guys, for now. We are out. Thank you so much. We'll Later all. Thursday.